Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 miles to 1,000 miles away. I'm Mike the Far in this equation. And I'm John the Near. So today we're going to take a little bit of a break from our series about the direction that the Disney parks are taking and talk about something maybe a little less timeless, a little more timely. Um, however, that what we need to discuss is something it, this this whole subject that we're going to discuss maybe has long range effects uh, to do with the parks and particularly with the people around the parks and around the area. And that is the recent layoffs uh, around the Walt Disney World Resort. And and to give that some perspective as far as uh, timeline and things like that, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, a few months or a few years or something like that down the road, this is October of 2020 and you know for perspective of what we're going through this is the pandemic era and all that and you know the california park shut down the florida park just opened up parks around the world just opened up and uh, not you know within the last few months and <clears throat> so it's just an interesting era and time that we're living in and john's family is very much affected by this as a family that lives in the area in central florida uh, they're affected by these changes from multiple areas from both parks uh, universal and disney and so we're just going to talk today about how that affects his family how that affects the area surrounding the parks in florida and you know, the, that basic perspective of a family going through the layoff from the park. So, uh, John, you want to elaborate a little bit on on sure. that and, and go from there? Sure. I'll, I'll elaborate a lot. I uh, If you listen to our other podcast, this kind of directly relates to the moving to uh, Orlando, moving to Central Florida one, because... If you'll remember, a big part of wanting to move here for my wife was it was her dream to work for Walt Disney World. And the best case scenario for that for her was to work at the salons at Walt Disney World because she loves Disney World and she loves being a, uh, a, a hairstylist. And, you know, it, it took a long time, you know, we moved here and all that and she eventually made it and she was not even there a year when all this stuff happened and she was at disney for three years but she wasn't basically they um they let all of the salon people go and he, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a, 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 a timeline uh, basically the crowds have been growing all the time lately like crowds have been up if you pay attention you'll see wait times up uh, the governor of Florida came out and said, we're on phase three, full occupancy. Uh, as far as Disney goes, they could always do whatever they want. So there's no restrictions on them. And like I said, crowds are up, no restrictions. Then all the cast members got an email from Josh DeMauro about how sad he is that they're going to have to let a lot of people go. And, you know, a lot every, you know, uh, I think a lot of people that don't work for the company probably go, oh, he's so such a sweet guy. That's so great. I'm glad. And and he, I'm sure he is a very nice guy. But 
honestly, I, I can tell you what that did to people. That stressed out almost everybody that works at Walt Disney World, whether you're still on furlough or not. Like I, uh, a friend of mine works at Animal Kingdom. She said all the employees in the break room are nervous, concerned. Could some of them go too? Like they don't, nobody knows. Nobody felt safe. The people like my wife who are still on furlough began thinking, you know, this is over. Like, I can't believe they're going to do this and what. And so it took throughout, throughout the entire following week. And just so you know, this is a week of stressing people out who are already stressed out, uh, you know, and yeah, my wife got constant calls from coworkers and things like that. Just upset, nervous, not sure what they're going to do next if they if they get the call. And throughout the week, at it was probably midweek, uh, people that she worked with started getting the call uh, from HR. And I think it was at the point where all of her, uh, they call them leaders at Disney, every one of her leaders was let go. And that's when she pretty much knew they're all gone. Like that's, uh, I don't know, uh, the Grand Floridian Resort and gym, I guess. Uh, it's not a spa anymore. <laughs> they, there is no spa that, that doesn't exist. All the entire, all the nail technicians, salon stylists, even the, the, the masseuse. I don't know what's the plural of masseuse, <laughs> but they're all gone too, whatever that is. And it's, I don't know what Disney's thinking with that exactly because the salons were never a big money maker. They were just a necessary evil to not evil, but they were a necessary thing to provide a service for high level clientele. Like if you are in a position that when you go to Disney world, that you like to visit the, the spas, it's because you're not looking for a cheap haircut. You're looking for to look good. You're looking for whatever. Like it's, it, it was a legitimate high end salons at, they had it at the Coronado Springs, the Yacht and Beach Club, Saratoga Springs, uh, Wilderness Lodge, and the Grand Floridian. Like they, and all the employees there would circulate to all of them, you know, depending on the day. And like I said, I don't know if they ever bring them back. I don't know who's going to know how to do it because they basically mm -hmm. got rid of everybody that knew anything about it. And uh, I'll get into that a little bit later. But anyway, Josh Damara's letter caused company-wide stress to an extreme level. I'm sure there's a lot. I'm sure that caused a lot of problems with, and it wasn't for us, but, you know, there's a lot of people whose life depends on this stuff that I'm sure there's was panic attacks. There's just just really bad things i'm sure happening and i honestly think it's worse to tell people hey 75,000 employees we're getting rid of 28,000 next week don't worry next week it's like oh crap that's i i don't know i i i guess there is no good way to do it but being around somebody who had to deal with that it's taking the process of being fired, I guess, and dragging it out for a week. <laughs> That's a lot of stress to put people under. So, you know, and like I said, there was a lot of phone calls and coworkers calling her and crying and upset and not, they don't, I don't know what it, they don't know what to do. And uh, 
so anyway, she gets the call and she's one of them. I think it was like Friday afternoon and she knew it was coming, you know, because basically all of her coworkers and leaders were already gone. So it would it would be a miracle for her not to be. So she knew it was coming, but it was still extremely upsetting that, you know, for her, it wasn't a job and it wasn't even about the money. It's what she always wanted to do. And I mean, if you look at her record, you'll see countless um, you'll see countless compliments from guests from every position she's had there, including salon stylists. So she was one of those people that is very good at making magic. Like she added uh, to so many people's vacations and experiences. And even in the salons, she was not there for that long. And she had a lot of repeat customers. A lot of people, a lot of guests would ask for her specifically. And like I said, it was going extremely well. And so it's not just a job like, yeah, I, I uh, worked the, the ticket booth at Animal Kingdom. It's like, no, nah, I had a very specific job, or she had a very specific job that was very difficult to get because there's only about 25 people in the salon and spas. Not an easy job to get at Disney World. And uh, so, yeah, for her, it was a very big deal that that's gone. And it affects the whole family in that, um, you know, we would go out as a family to whatever restaurant at Disney World, they're giving a discount to employees at the time. Like we got to do a lot of little stuff that you can only do if you're an employee and and not that you can't do it if you're not an employee, but like I said, it's dinner at a nice Disney restaurant, even at, even with the 40% off discount that they offer at some places, some of the time, it's still an expensive meal. And without that, it's pretty much something you'd never do. I mean, you could go outside of Disney and get better food at that point for the price you'd be paying. So anyway, it, it definitely affects us a lot in that way. And the other problem is, and here's where here's where it bothers me a bit, too. I got a little angry that um, the employees have a different uh, schedule for uh, when they can visit parks and with the new COVID stuff and all, like how many are available and this and that. So uh, there's been a lot of blockout dates for employees lately. And anyway, here's my issue. Uh, myself and my daughter have annual passes because we always saved my wife's free passes for for people who'd come to visit, that kind of thing. And so I, 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 I was hoping last weekend maybe I could make her feel a little better. Maybe we could go out to a park. I know it's Disney, but she's not she's not a resentful kind of person that'd be like, I don't ever want to go to Disney. She she still loves Disney World and would would have loved to have gone. So I tried to get in any park and I could get in and my daughter could get in. There's nothing available for her. And I think it's probably like I said, they they have rolling blackouts for employees. If it's too crowded, they just they, you you can't go. And my guess is with the mass layoffs and the threaten the and threatening every single person's job at Walt Disney World, I think all the cast members were probably thinking we better go to Disney while we can. We're going to be blocked out. So she couldn't go to Disney World, and I would have been. Uh, 
I, I should say we would have been happy to have purchased an annual pass then and just it's fine i'll purchase an annual pass for her we will go to disney world we'll you know we'll go for a visit make everybody feel a little better disney's not selling annual passes right now and so basically i i basically and i i tried to elaborate this on a post and it, it was a little difficult to do but basically she can't go to the disney parks right now and not that there's nothing official saying you can't there's no slots available and you can't buy a pass so unless she's willing to buy a single or multi-day ticket at full you know at a normal pricing like that she's can't go to the park so i'm kind of a big picture guy so i just look at that and say all right disney you just fired people and they're not allowed to go to the parks and they can't buy an annual pass and again Maybe it wouldn't matter if you, uh, you know, you work backstage at Epcot and you hate your job and who cares? You weren't going anyway. But we actually moved a thousand miles to be close to Disney because we enjoy going so much. Like we love going to the parks. And just when you need it the most, Disney says, no, coincidentally, I mean, it's just the way things work out. And I know there's probably a thousand people out there right now doing the old rationalizing going, well it's not disney's fault and well it's because of the rule and well it's like basically they could let people in if they want they know what they do and i don't even care about the rationalizing the i care about the end result and the bottom line is can't buy a pass can't get into the park and you're losing your job and like i said very weird timing considering crowd levels have been going up all the time like they're always it's been more and more difficult to for me to get a reservation and even when i do i can't getting on rides is not easy anymore and it's just the crowds are surging so crowds go up governor says all clear and you lay off you know 28,000 people and that that's probably just the start cuz now they're starting to lay off union workers and that too and that's the other thing i wanted to say my wife is full-time and i hear everyone saying oh don't full-time is not laid off and this and that and well she was non-union because the salons weren't union and i always thought disney liked to promote less unionizing like it's better for them but then when something happens they treat the non-union people so much worse than the union that I feel like why wouldn't why wouldn't everyone just unionize there then you're 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 you don't if you don't treat the non-union people well I I I'd rec- I'd have to say everyone should unionize then if this is how you're going to treat people and again maybe I'm naive maybe I'm stupid but if I ran a company and I didn't want unions everywhere I would treat my people better and they did the opposite. The non-union, I guess, were a lot easier just to get rid of completely. There's no guarantee. There's no return to work. There's nothing. It's just they did offer like a severance package or whatever. And I, 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 I guess that's the next thing I'll get into. Yeah. You have before any you get in, yeah. Before you get into that, just a couple observations. Remarkably enough, ironically enough. I believe in California, the cast members, other than the entertainment, are uh, non-union. So I I don't understand. Um, 
I, I guess if you look at the geography and the ideology between the South in America and the West, you would think that California would be a more union-friendly state. I believe it is, actually, compared to Florida, but remarkably, weirdly enough, for whatever reason, and maybe people know more than I do, I don't really understand why, um, the Florida cast, you know, the this whole thing, <clears throat> pardon me, the uh, uh, Disney World has a lot more union employees than what California does. Uh, you know, uh, I don't believe any of their front-facing cast members are uh, union employees in California. In Florida, it's a mixed bag. And from what I understand, um, as far as union employees, they've pretty much gotten rid of the majority of their part-time union employees, if if I'm correct there. I know they haven't laid off any of their full-time uh, union don't, employees. Don't worry, though. The part-time may be called back sometime by October of 2022. So yeah, I saw that. That's, that's the other thing is that... Hang out for a little bit. You know, they might call you back. They're, they're basically <laughs> telling those people, uh, they're dangling this um, rotten carrot in front of them saying, you can come back to work by 2022. Um, we may offer you your job back as <laughs> if they're going to be able to survive. Yeah, I mean, does Disney like realize that? these are people? They, they, they're well, not robots. Just put them in the, put them in the storage till 2022 and keep them, keep them cold. They'll last longer. It's like, no, that's, these are people. So they, that's you cannot the, do that. That's the other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit before we move on, John, is the people face of this. Um, so uh, you said about the salons and a lot of people will get in their head, oh, those are just the rich people at the Grand Floridian. But your wife started out at Bibbidi Boppity Boutique, right? Yeah. Uh, and so understand that this includes those people as well. And is, there's no, you know, the, the employees aren't these so-called uh, elite people that oh, yeah, you may, my wife is not you know, one of the rich people she did not make much even in the salon she it was more than the bibbity bobbity boutique but not a lot more <laughs> and that's what i want to emphasize here and i also want to emphasize the fact that uh the the type of work that that is it takes a certain type of person a, a passionate person somebody who really cares about their job, cares about the company, cares about the things that they're doing. This isn't just a regular job where you, or or a, a salon or a barber or something that you just walk into. This, this is somebody actually presenting experiences to people. It, it goes beyond just cutting hair and things like that. And if you have kids and you've ever gone to the Bippity Bobby Boutique, or if you've just got gifted a salon day or something at a Grand Floridian or somewhere like that, you know, as a present or something, you would realize that. You would see that this is different. And these people really take care and care about their jobs. The Bibbidi Bobby Boutique is just unbelievable. We took our two daughters there uh, last year and the experience they had and the pictures we got and everything, it's yeah. something that'll last them a That's lifetime. That's closed indefinitely as well. Like there's no return date for that. So, uh, and but the difference is they were union people, so they a lot of them got offered other positions that they may or may not like. But so 
but not all of them. Not all of them were union, right? I mean, your wife was in there, and she. My wife in, was right? union when she was at the oh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, okay. and then when you change to the salon, you have to go out of the union. Cause the salon's not union. I don't know. It's not really choices. They tell you what you're going to do, where, you, yeah. depending on where you go. So. But as far as uh, if you're connected to Disney and you're an employee at Disney, you go to work at Disney for a reason. You are typically a oh, Disney yeah. fan when you go there no. to work, you know. No, my wife uh, got offered jobs many times over the years for high end salons where you could make good money, you know, doing super spoiled rich people's hair and this <laughs> and that. But. That's not really her thing. It was always, like you said, she loved Disney. She loved being part of making the magic, making yeah. someone's vacation, making people happy like that. It was a, a different experience. It's not uh, like money was nowhere near the, the top of it. And that's the hard. That's what Disney doesn't understand, too. They're, they say their top thing isn't money, but their top thing is money. When they're lucky enough to find an employee that 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 magic and experience is is more important than money to them that's a pretty great thing to, to have and again when they do their layoffs they don't care about what you've done individually you could have been there 20 years the best employee ever you're just a number you're you're in this group you're out it's like they no matter what you do like my wife always showed up early never called out uh, was her job was extremely important to her and somebody that hated their job was in, would be in the same position that there's no difference when they're doing layoffs so based on based on what i see my theory going forward about how how the ship is going with disney when you do layoffs and you don't really look at individual employees like you just say i don't know this chunk goes this one goes whatever I saw online employees that are still there recently on like a Facebook post, literally attacking guests online, saying that they're the problem and they're idiots. And the one cast member actually said pass holders are disgusting because they feel they're entitled. And I'm like, it kind of made me mad because these are the people that are still there. And my wife would never in a million years do that. Even now that she's been fired. She still won't do that. That's disrespectful to guests, to pass holders. You just don't act like that. And and my reason for bringing this up is Disney's getting rid of people without considering who they are. And the problem is, even if they come back, do you think my wife is going to be there going, oh, I've been doing nothing because no one will hire me. So I'm always waiting for you to call me. The only people who will be doing that are the ones you don't really want back. So Disney's overall quality of employees will go down with random layoffs. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's just the way it works. If you have to lay people off, maybe you should look at each individual record. And because if, if you did, you would have looked at hers and went, she's somebody we really want to keep. She makes the magic. She is always on time. She's oh, she has so many compliments published online that that we have right here it's like that's not the one you get rid of they don't yeah. do any they don't they don't consider any of that and like i said for me it makes me think if you don't care about which employees you let go the good ones are going to get jobs elsewhere and they're not just going to come running back the worst employees that nobody else wants will probably still be available so you are 
you are narrowing down the people that make the magic. It's going to be even less magical than it was because, like I said, I don't know if she would go back or not, but I, 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 I would probably advise her. I just don't trust them. They don't. They're too big. They don't. Anything happens, no matter how great an employee you are, it means nothing. I mean, they got rid of Yeehaw Bob. It's like. Yeah. I, 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 they got rid of the Grand Floridian Orchestra. It's like mm. nobody's safe. Nothing is safe. And yeah. it's not the, if you're looking for any kind of stability, I can't recommend them at all. And that's another thing I remember we just talked about in moving here about how slow they are to hire and stuff. There's an, another thing to think of make sure you diversify your incomes because if you're a, a family that heavily depends on Disney, luckily we're not. So we're fine. Like I, I, my job has nothing to do with Disney. Yeah, and, and I, I'm good. But let me say just real quick from an anecdotal standpoint. Um, and John, you actually, I believe, started going to the parks around what the late '90s into the 2000s or something like that. Uh, I went in the late '90s once, and then 2004 I started again going a lot. Yeah, so let me give you a perspective of somebody that was there. I, I went a couple times in the 80s, and then I went, um, I think, once in the late 90s, and then several times uh, at the beginning of the millennium. So uh, I went right before the, um, or I'm sorry, right after the big cake, birthday cake, castle experience i didn't get there for that but that was a different era in disney and it was very similar actually to the era that we're kind of in as far as customer service customer service was unbelievable when i went in the 90s in the early 2000s before 9 11 um you know in, in the year 2000 it was pretty similar after 9-11, when the economy started to tank and there were issues and there were layoffs and there was all kinds of regulations and it was very similar to what we're experiencing right now, customer service took a little bit of a hit uh, when they got rid of certain employees. And I'm telling you that's probably what's going to happen right now. You're going to now be in an era. I'm not going to say that it's going to be horrible. I don't think customer service at Disney, even at its worst, is going to be the worst customer service you will ever experience anywhere. But I'm just saying that it always seems like a large disproportionate amount of people that are some of your best and brightest at customer service are let go in a time like this. I'm not really sure why, but customer service definitely changes. And I think it's going to change right now. And we're going to experience that. And from what you just said, John, about cast members talking about annual pass holders, uh, again, an anecdotal uh, thing. I was just down there a month ago and, uh, Every car I, I drove a couple times of the parks. I drove to Disney Springs. Disproportionate amount of Florida license plates, Georgia license plates, 
you know, uh, Alabama license plates, states that are nearby and things like that. These are people with pass holder magnets. That's who's actually funneling money into the parks right now. The crowds are mostly annual pass holders. So they'd be wise to not attack annual pass holders. That's who's keeping their jobs going right now. Yeah, I, I agree. And I know... You know, Dis, uh, Ch- Bob Chapek would probably say they don't spend enough money and this and that. And I can tell you that luckily I don't work for Disney. And so I make decent money where I did spend a lot of money in the parks. We ate there a lot. We bought merchandise. And even when uh, I remember when Universal opened in what was it, June or July, I, I I think I spent like $500 the first day I went back on merchandise, not because I really wanted to spend that much, but I wanted to support them. I wanted to make it feel, I wanted to contribute a small part to make it feel worthwhile for them to open. I wanted to encourage management and say people are buying stuff. It's Things are happening. It's good. And I do the same for Disney, whatever I can do. I, 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 my wife is still buying stuff from them all the time. And again, I, they, you know, the pass holders are discounted and just, you know, they're just a pain in the ass. They they don't spend enough money. I can tell you that we don't spend as much in it because we don't, we're not there stuck for a week within the property. But I think, I think we spend quite a bit of money and that's similar to my experience at Universal too. I hate to bring that them into it when i couldn't get into the uh the uh tooth fairy house for the preview that i spent hours online setting up i got my reservation time and the cast and the team member at universal told me we're not letting anyone else in line for the whole night it's done whatever and i told him but i have a reservation i'm here it's open and he was absolutely not you're not getting in and i was there within the time limit and my daughter, uh, you know, worked there. She still had a team ID, and her friends were all there. Uh, they went in the house about a half hour after I left, and I was told by two employees, and not low-level ones, the fancier ones, that no one else is going in for the rest of the night. Sorry. And my daughter texted me like a half hour later saying, I just went through it twice, and they were very specific in making sure no annual pass holders were getting in the line. They were checking, making sure none. And I'm like, so they got pissed off and sick of annual pass holders all day and decided no more. They're not going in. It's done. It's like that was another little thing where the annual – what they don't realize is – my daughter is a team member and annual pass holder, so she, and her family is all annual pass holders, so she wasn't on the same side as, you know, F those pass holders. They're not getting in, and that upset me a lot, too. A lot, a lot of it was because they literally lied to me that nobody else is getting in. It just didn't, it didn't feel good because Universal's like my hope of at least Universal treats their pass holders well. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I just didn't like to see that. So, but anyway, it's starting to get weird. Disgruntled employees hate guests and especially <laughs> pass holders. It's like, again, my wife would never in a million years, even now that she doesn't work for the company, it's just ingrained. She still wouldn't do that. And there's still, 
many, many people there that would, you know, they got their J-O-B and they hate the gas. <laughs> it's like, well, you're going to, we're going to keep you because we don't pay any attention to anything but numbers. So your number didn't get chosen. So it's all random. So I do have one other thing that I probably shouldn't tell anybody about, but what's Disney going to do? Fire, fire my wife. Um, actually, I have two other things. One thing is, I thought it was a rumor, but we actually confirmed it. Disney, um, they're taking all their laid off cast members off of furlough for two months and they're going to pay them for two months. And then they're officially gone on 12, four. I don't know why they they're doing that. Maybe some kind of tax reason, government reason, whatever. So they have to be on the books for two months before they get rid of them for some reason. And, I, I thought it was just a rumor, but it was actually confirmed. They said if you get a job before December 4th, that you will forfeit your severance package and Disney doesn't have to pay you anything. And I'm like, so you fired 28,000 people and now you're telling them they can't get a job. Like Disney's going to pay you for two months, but by December 4th, all this seasonal Christmas hiring and all that stuff, it's going to be filled. Like you really want to wait two more months of not looking for a job and not trying to get a job. It's like, it's just one final punch to the gut saying, and if you try to get a job (laughs) until December, we're not going to give you anything. It's like, I, it's just ridiculous. And, uh, but anyway, that's another thing they did. And, my final thing, this is something that I probably shouldn't even say, but who cares? Because like I said, I can't say who said what or anything else. But basically, uh, basically, the people at the Star Wars hotel called some of the people at the salon because they were involved in creating a new experience at the Star Wars hotel that involved uh prosthetics uh, basically transforming you into an alien through hair makeup and prosthetics and it was supposed to be part of the experience that they were going to make things that you could do to wear to whatever and it was just the other day that the people at the star wars hotel which is continuing called the salons and the person that answered on the other end basically said uh they fired all of us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. And then the guys, and then, and then the Star Wars people were like, uh, okay, all right. Well, it's like they didn't even know. So Disney had the salons involved in in their Star Wars plans to to improve the experience because that's one of the things missing from Star Wars. Everybody's there's no right. aliens anywhere. Exactly. And they were gonna try to make it. Imagine the Instagram uh, possibilities of that. And and it would all be custom because it's done by actual makeup artists and stuff and stylists. So everybody that goes in would have had a custom one of a kind alien look of whatever degree they want. I think that would have been quite the highlight and quite the Instagram uh, goal. Like, imagine if you're like a blogger or something, you'd probably be like, I need to become an alien. And that's going to be my profile picture forever. You know, like just it's going to be so cool. Like that to me sounded like such a great idea. But again, I don't know what Disney's thinking. It's like Chapex firing hand was so warmed up that he's like oh salon garbage we don't need them why do we need anything there i'm bald stylists are all gone <laughs> <laughs> it's like there you go 
what do you care about hair? It's stupid. Just continue. It's like, so anyway, I, I probably shouldn't even say that because it was very secret at the time, but half the people involved in it are now fired and I don't even know how they're going to do it. And guess don't fire people that hold secrets, I guess. I don't know. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, this is interesting. That's something that you haven't heard of anywhere. Any, any behind the scenes thing has been very tight lipped as far as that goes. And, you know, it's going to start leaking out those types of things because employees are out there. You you can't tell me that uh, a lot of that stuff isn't going to start to make its way out. The the leaders, my wife didn't even know anything about that stuff because they're told not to talk about it and including to my wife because she's not in management. So, but you fire everybody and everybody wanted to know what was the secret project that we were all going to be so excited about. And they're like, well, speaking of that, (laughs) yeah, here's what it was. And that's what I mean. And it's Chapek's special project is that hotel. Like that's something he's not letting go of that he wants done. And it was his idea and this and that. I think he just made it a lot less special, you know, like, I don't know what they're thinking. Maybe they will hire some some people back to do that, but uh, I guess if people are sitting around waiting to maybe get... And then the problem with Disney, if you do wait around, and just like they have countless endeavors that if it's not super popular very quickly, they just say, oh, it's a failure, close it. And so I couldn't even say if you work at the salons to wait and see if maybe they'll call you for that. It sounds awesome, but... If it's not extremely popular, they might just cancel it and you're fired again. It's like, I, I don't know. It just, it seems risky to me. But Yeah, and as a Star Wars fan, I can tell you that, um, again, from an anecdotal presence, I'd say at least 75% of the Star Wars fans I know, and I know many, 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 many Star Wars fans, uh, they're not going to be able to afford the price point that's been rumored yeah. for that thing. And honestly, the other part of it is, and this is where they really miss the room, I think, uh, is that Disney fans and Star Wars fans are two different entities a lot of times. In fact, I'd say, you know, the majority of the time, it's two different fan bases. There's some overlap, like with someone like me, but... Uh, you know, not everyone's like me, and but, I I'm not going to be able to afford to go to that store. Well, imagine the one rich family though that can get the Princess Amadala makeover or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> you'd have a giant. It, yeah, it, would take, it would take twelve hours to do and cost eight thousand dollars, but it would be yeah. awesome. <laughs> or the uh, the the Ryloth special, which is geek talk for the the uh, alien with the head tails. You know that was dancing around in Jabba's palace, you know, with, oh, the, yeah. with the head tail. That, that's definitely going to be one of the aliens, I'll bet. But, uh, yeah. yeah you know. I'm thinking I'm thinking most of them probably would have been just subtle alien things, like give you a couple of weird uh, series of bumps somewhere on your head or just try to make you still look good, but aliens, you know, like the more subtle features. But anyway, yeah, that's... Uh, that's uh, I think that's about all that I have to say about it. And again, I'm sure nobody is concerned, but if anybody's concerned, I'm fine. I uh, financially, it's uh, 
it's just a blip in the radar for me. I'm not a, I, I wasn't depending on Disney to pay my mortgage or anything. Um, you know, it is going to stink for uh, health insurance and things like that because health insurance, uh, Disney did offer very good priced health insurance, unlike every other job that I've worked for where they're like, oh, you want to add your wife and child? A thousand a month. You know, <laughs> like they have like an insane amount. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be unpleasant, but we'll deal with that when it comes. But overall, personally, I'm fine and I'm, I'm angry because of the dream the you know it 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 took a lot of years to make it here to make it where she wanted to be and to have it all just nah you're fired Uh, that that makes me mad and i am upset about the countless thousands of cast members that actually do depend on disney like we know people you know like the husband's a security guard the wife works in the salons like they both work for disney that's not a good thing like that's that's very scary and uh, it, it, it if if not for things like this you could make a go of it like that just goes to show you don't depend on them because they don't really care about you <laughs> it's it's it not on top of yeah. their priorities no <clears throat> like I, I i saw people like gatorland for example they just they they're so tiny this and that but it's like a family-owned thing they fired nobody through the pandemic. Nobody went on unemployment. They paid them less, but they just paid them. They 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 had money saved up and they just paid them. And you know, little stuff like that. There's certain employers that do care about you, but you're not going to find it at a Walt Disney World or a Comcast. That's that's they're too big, and it, it's not you're not going to find it there. So yeah, I um. I don't know. I, from a standpoint of Comcast, my sister is involved in, let's just say she's in an upper echelon role at Comcast corporate. And, um, she, she actually, I think was a little bit afraid of her job throughout all this. And, you know, that's on the advertising and cable side of the whole thing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say, John, is um, can you elaborate just a little bit on the effects from a regional and local standpoint as well? How's this affecting the area uh, around the parks and in the Orlando area? Well, I think uh, I can tell you, I, I know, I think we talked about it before, but one of the reasons I moved was I didn't like the direction my old neighborhood was going in. It just started feeling more and more, I don't know, like like crime was on the rise, like just a lot of shady people around and things going on. And I've been hearing a lot lately. Uh, I, I don't know it for a fact, but my neighbor said that a body was just found in a trunk at a local Target. And um, they had to call the police about gunshots by the highway and stuff. And it's like they still live in the neighborhood that's two miles from Disney. And... Uh, my guess is that all this kind of stuff, it's only going to make it worse. Like it's not going to, uh, it's going to really hurt the, the uh, local area as well. And like I said, I, I moved, I moved myself uh, probably not just in time, but I, I try to be proactive on these things. So I'm, I'm in a different spot now, but 
like I said, I, I, I talked to my other neighbors and stuff too. And like the one guy owned two or three houses in the neighborhood. And even he agreed with me. He's like, yeah, I'm not sure what direction this is going, you know, up or down because a, a lot of the rentals have turned into, uh, you know, party houses and things like that, which attracts, uh, you know, groups of people that you don't want in your neighborhood where before it was just families, you know, like, it was just families on vacation to Disney and now it's not. So it's a lot of residual effects. I'm sure if you look online, you can find about stories about all the people that live in hotels and just it, the whole area will be transformed into a bad place. If Disney keeps uh, doing what they're doing. So, and I know everyone's going to say it's not Disney's fault. It's the disease and all that. And I, I, I still don't understand that whole thing. So based on the numbers that I see, the numbers the governor put out, I, I don't see why we're doing any of this. I really don't. And I am sick of arguing with people about it because it's, I feel like it's become almost a religion for some people. Like I'm on the side of a virus, regardless of how little people it kills. You know, my husband's brother's cousin is dead and he was 20. So I I don't really care anymore. I don't care to argue with anybody. All I know is doesn't make sense. The governor said, uh, you know, 99.98% of people that are unlucky enough to get it will survive. And, you know, basically everyone said for uh, months masks do nothing and then they change their minds. None of that makes sense. It's just a weird, weird stuff going on. I'm not... And again, you can say, you know, I'm an idiot. I'm the problem. Masks kill people. But wait until the layoffs come to you. Wait until there is no place to, if you love Disney, wait till there is no Disney to go back to. Just just wait. It's, it's nothing is impossible. And you can't, everybody has in their head, let's just be safe. Disney is rich. They can pay people forever. It's like, they're not going to. Like, there is no forever. And uh, people really need to really need to just look at the big picture and make a decision. And uh, again, I don't I don't know that Disney's part of the problem. So it's you can't you can't let the mob or the government control your health and civil liberties in any way, shape or form. And we've done that. So uh, it's they don't they don't they don't use logic. The government is ridiculous and. People will refuse to accept anything new, you know. I don't know. And I'm only angry about it because it's not no big deal. Just stay home. It's where I live is falling apart and my wife lost her job. And we're, the, we're some of the lucky ones. It's going to get a lot worse. And all because of something that, you know, 99.98% of people would get over in a very small amount of time. And like I said, there's no, there's no citing data anymore or percentages. Or I mean, Sweden's doing great. I don't know. Again, I'm tired of fighting about it. But if we had any podcast listeners, they unsubscribed right now. <laughs> I love viruses, and I'm virus forever. Freak this guy. He's stupid. <laughs> He's an idiot. Well, I think it's important to understand that. <clears throat> This this entire thing uh, at the at the heart of the matter 
And it's kind of what I was trying to get at from a human standpoint. There's 28,000 people, maybe a little less, but 28,000 people that probably spent portions of their lives dreaming and fantasizing about working for the mouse. And they find themselves today without a job. And I think that there's an effect. There's an effect on those people. There's an effect on society and in the local areas where those parks are and where those employees work and live and, and all that. And there's a lot of people like your family, John, that moved to Orlando or moved to that area or moved to Anaheim or wherever, you know, to work for the mouse. And they find themselves without jobs today. And a lot of it has to do with government regulation. A lot of it has to do with the, I, I guess you could say, hysteria of the moment. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with uh, the, and, and let me emphasize this too, John. I think a lot of it, this is a really big, huge portion. The international travel, particularly Walt Disney World, um, the international uh, marketplace was huge for Walt Disney World. It's not a local park like Anaheim. Um, so that has a huge effect. Like right now, the park should be overfilled with Brazilian and South and Central America and, and Southern Europe um, residents, people coming into the parks because of the this is the time of year that they, they come to the parks in mass. And that's not happening. They're not allowed to come. So that's a huge chunk as well. And I, I mean, you know, it, it, what can you say? You're absolutely right. A company is not just going to have to, or not just going to keep paying people um, when their park population is way down. If you're only allowing a quarter of the people into the parks, you have one park that's completely closed the resort is closed you have half of your resorts your hotels in florida closed and and why are the water parks closed? i mean yeah i mean there's volcano another... bay has been so crowded although they don't make sense either they're going to close from november through march or something and my daughter was just there the other day on like a wednesday and it was so packed she didn't go on a single ride it was just packed so again I don't know what they do at these corporations. I feel like they look at data from three months ago and act on that. Like the ship is so big that every time they make a move, it's wrong because by the by by the time yep. the movement comes, the data has changed, but it's too late. They they already decided it. It's like because again, over the past few years, I still hear people saying, "Oh, September, the parks are empty. Go in January. It's em it's been absolutely the opposite of that." Yeah. And I still see Disney's like, "Oh, the summer's over. Let's reduce our hours." It's like, "What year are you li living in?" Because I've been here three years, and you are absolutely wrong on all accounts. the The parks are so packed in September, and it and it gets worse in October. November is a little bit down, but still very busy. December, extremely packed. January, unbelievably packed. February, extremely packed. It's the, the winter is so busy now. And I feel like Disney said, well, we did an average of 20 years of data and it shows that it's not busy in winter. Let's cut everything hours. It's like, I know your data had 15 years of slow, but the past like five are extremely busy. It's like, how about we uh, 
reduce the the sample pool or something. I'm like, there's just some dumb things going on. And I'm fine with them shutting down Volcano Bay, but for that long period of time, it's really dumb because it's hot here through, I'd say, most of December and then starting end of February, early March, it's hot again. So, again, I could see like two months maybe, but... To, to November, December, it's hot in Florida. It's basically summer, slightly less, you know. But again, I don't know. They probably they're probably looking at data from March, going, "Oh, here's an unknown virus that could kill millions." It's been proven it doesn't. Well, let's just still go with that. Let's just go with that. I don't know. Could kill millions. No, it it won't. Well, let's just go with that. And imagine adding the flu into it. My goodness, we're going to be so hysterical. I mean, New York's already shutting down again. Let's shut it all down again. It's like you never let the government shut anything down. They name me one thing the government has ever done where you're like, thank goodness the government got involved. Now it's all straightened out and running great. It's like you don't give them power to shut anything down. That's just we never have. And as soon as we did it, my first thought was precedent. Now that the precedent has been set, they'll shut down over anything and everything. They they really like that. At some point, yeah, you got to go. It's the, can you believe they're begging the California governor, please let us reopen? It's like he's not the king. He's he, he's just an idiot, just some guy. But it sure seems like he likes his power. You know, he's asked me later. It's like you're not the king, and you should not even have that authority. A virus that kills so few people, the government should not have authority to do anything with a virus like that. That's way too low. That's like saying, oh, the common cold's coming. I'm in control now. The government took over. It's like, no, that, that's not your thing. Unless it's the, the zombie apocalypse and there's millions of deaths, <laughs> right. you don't get involved. We make our own decisions, you know, but we don't. And yeah. so I guess we'll all get what we want, but... I at this point I look forward to it spreading. Uh, I I really wish uh, you know property taxes would dry up and they start laying off people at school districts and things like that. You'd, you'd hear if the government you know wasn't allowed to keep printing money. I think we'd have a completely different outlook on all this. You know, like it's if money was real again, yeah, it, we'd we'd all be worrying about what we're going to eat next instead of well, don't worry, the government printed more money. That's worth nothing, and they're going to sh- give it to everybody so we can all get eat great, whether we have jobs or whether the country's falling apart or not. It's like I always say that, well, when the Great Depression happened, why don't we just print a $10 trillion and make everybody in the country a millionaire? We could have all bought, been uh, living the good life. It's like because it's not real. We can't do that. Well, yeah. now we can. Now we can. And again, whether you're a Republican or Democrat or anything – you're being fooled. This is not. This is not a good thing. You you don't let this happen. Both sides are wrong. There are various degrees of wrong. It, this is not the way to do it. And uh, in Sweden, they they the government put the the a scientist who's in charge of health stuff. He's in charge of what it what what they did. And no matter what the public said, he didn't give in to public sentiment or fear. He said no. This is. This is a virus. This is how they work. We're not changing course. Eventually, they said, all right, we'll, we'll go with it. But in this country, we give in to public, to fear, to 
propaganda to just bullcrap in general. It's oh, the television has a big f- new news flash: two hundred and nine thousand people dead, grim totals of death. It's like, yeah, uh, overall our death rate is about fourteen percent behind normal. So less people died this year than in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen in the same amount of time. So. I don't know what's happening. I think we changed labels and we're all shut it down. We changed. <laughs> when you look at it like that, uh, yeah, two hundred thousand deaths have a different label than they would have had. Yeah, I. There's a lot of people that speculate that in a month from now, a lot of this is going to go away. We're we're sitting here at uh, the beginning of October, beginning to mid of October with a presidential election coming up in a few weeks. I wish uh, it was that easy because I would vote for any candidate who said, we're going to stop pretending after this. I'd be like, thank goodness. I don't care what your, (laughs) I don't care what your politics are. You want to stop pretending this is uh, this bad, then I'm, I'm with you. And I don't think either of them are. They're, they're, they're both talking about how much more they're going to do and vaccines and more masks and more of this and more testing. I'm like, just, uh, yeah, I, I just, and, and now instead of death, since people are not dying anywhere near what they were, now they just talk about cases. And again, cases are whatever. The more tests you do, the more cases you'll find. It's, if, if you're not dying, then nature's doing its job. They're a good thing. And if we still didn't, if we still aren't able to hide from this thing at this point, what makes you think more of the same is going to do it? If only we shut down longer. It's like it's been proven we can't hide, and we weren't ever supposed to. We were supposed to not overwhelm the hospitals, and that's it. Yeah, that's I was trying to figure gone. out. I, you I said New York's getting ready to shut down again, and I thought, well, that worked great the last time. Oh, Everyone yeah. being shut down and Everybody shut go into home apartments. And cough on each other, and there's it, you're up. you're being sh- like closed into apartment buildings and on top of each other, living on top of each other, and things like that in closed quarters, just like it worked great in Wuhan, China, you know, when people being cooped up in the same areas and stuff. And, you know, in New York City, well, in New York State as a whole, it worked so great that they had 36,000 people die. And so, you know, they had the most deaths of anybody, anywhere, anybody, (laughs) anywhere. And they were completely shut down. So in Florida, you had um, it it started to get a little out of control and the governor still allowed the parks to open up and things to start to slowly open up. And right now your numbers are going way well, down in Florida. There's only you know? a few things you got to consider. If if this were uh, 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 that scary, Walmart would be devastated with eight million law- lawsuits from dead employees because they've been open the whole time just fine. And I've been to Walmart all the way from the beginning through now. I'd say about 20% of the employees do not wear their mask properly. They got it on their chin, their nose. They, do, they don't give a crap. And how many Walmart people are dead from that? How many? Are they in constant state of no employees? Are there thousands of lawsuits against Walmart for employees dying of COVID and this? No. Why? Well, don't think about that. It's like, well, I I look at the whole picture and I know I'm sure there's I, I like that this is a podcast because I can't hear. I can just imagine the people if this was a comment typing 
I'd like to see your degree in this or that ology that this and you know every all I know is I, I don't need to know anything other than common sense, vision, and math. It's like I look at everything and say, well, Home Depot, Lowe's, they they would be devastated with lawsuits. They they'd be shut down probably from employees' families of mass of dead people because they never shut down. But you know, get that that church over there, get them. It's like yeah, they got they they go after the weirdest people. New York goes after they they allow BLM pro pro protests, but Jewish people they call it. They, the governor literally calls them out, and once this pocket shut down, they're not. They're all going to be arrested. And I'm like, you really got to just stop with this stuff. It's your 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 politics are showing really badly. And, yeah, it's not not healthy for society at all. No, you know? no it's not. But uh, we've veered from a Disney podcast into. <laughs> into a virus podcast so well we disney, either have lost veered, everyone or gained more <laughs> that's because disney veered from a theme park into a virus themed theme park that all they care about is viruses and signs about viruses and announcement about viruses and they fired all their employees because they're afraid of viruses that they won't open because of viruses it's like so yeah unfortunately as much as i tried here we are, and uh, yeah, I, I'm not complaining. By the way, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's uh, it, you can't in this day and age you can't run away from it. You know, I mean, it's just there, and, and it's part of our lives now. And all these pro virus people, I bet most of them are employed and work in some way that the virus won't get them. But guess what? Everything affects everything. Eventually, it's coming for you, too. So get ready. Uh, no magic check from the government. That $1,200, that's going to be a great weekend. But after that, we're right back to reality. So I, I, I don't want any of that. I'd like to tell them to shove their $1,200 and just get away from me. Get out of my life. I'm not a government guy. I don't yeah. want you to help me. You're not helping anybody. So just get away from me. I feel the same way. So, John, now for our two subscribers left or two followers left. Yeah, you can find me at the Diz. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> or no, touringplants.com. <laughs> Speaking of that, every one of these freaking people will are all scared to death to say anything about this they they all toe the line 1000 percent exactly what you're supposed to say i don't work for anybody and i don't like to be censored or whatever and what is wrong with all these people they're all just say oh you know disney what can they do and every, every, every everybody ignores actual numbers and just goes with the current yeah. narrative and i mean uh, Josh Demario is no, out at say. Disney. He's out at he's out at Disney Springs talking to cast members, trying to make them feel better. Well, guess who's not there? The people you fired aren't there. That's who's <laughs> That's not there. Right. So good luck, Josh. Go out to the people working and tell them how sorry you are. They're still working. What about the the the, the people fired are at home reading the article, going, ah. Oh, that's he's nice. Sorry. He's so oh, yeah, sorry. He's sorry. He's sorry. And again, I'm sure he is great. And as far as executives go, he's probably the best Disney has. And I do hope he continues and all that. But uh, so far, I've not gotten 
I, I, people lose sight, though. They lose sight on him. He is an executive. Yeah. So his job, let's not mince words about his job. And I'm not criticizing him for this. This is his job. His job is to watch the bottom line of the company. He is trained to handle people a certain way. His personality may be such that he's supposed or that he feels some level of guilt or whatever for what he had to do and maybe he is a good guy at heart and all that but bottom line is his job and why he's advanced in the company is to watch the bottom line so people would be best to not think that he's your best friend he's your best buddy no he is like in corporate management and his job is to make sure that the bottom line is held and that's exactly what this was about Uh, And they did say, like, his big thing was at Disneyland, he was very beloved because he treated the employees well. He listened to them. And and I'm sure he did. And I I remember when they brought him to Disney World, my first thought was, this is not Disneyland. This has 75,000 employees. You're not going to be able to to have the same type of relationship and do the same things for them. And like I said, I know he meant well and all that. And I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure he even said, and I keep bringing it up because my wife still has not gotten on galaxy's edge <laughs> or no, I keep calling it galaxy's edge. I'm in rise of the resistance, rise of the resistance. She still hasn't gotten on that. And he specifically mentioned it. He's like, we're going to get you on there. And it's like, and then he gets promoted and he's gone. It's like, yeah, I know he's great, but and I, like I said, I'm sure he is a great guy. I don't hold any any hatred for executives or Disney or anybody else. Just you know, I, I'm I don't I, I don't have contempt for them. I have contempt for the narrative that everybody likes to push about everything. This guy's good. This guy's bad. JPEG is evil, but Josh Tomorrow is a saint. It's like they're all somewhere in between. They're none of yep. them are. I'm sure JPEG is a nice guy, and he's just not as good at pretending or or he's not good at interacting with people. And I should say, it's kind of like my wife and myself. If I needed an extra job, mine would probably be something like Amazon delivery guy. No interaction with people because I'm not my personality's not great. <laughs> where where with her, she's best to work with people. She's very pleasant and very outgoing. And so again, Chapek's probably more like me. Tomorrow is more like my wife. Better suited for interaction. It happens, you know. That doesn't make either either of them bad or good. Or but I can say Iger, I'm not a fan of. And I'm, I can say that with all sincerity only because I've watched him for many years. And he's part of the thing to me that made Disney less special. All IP, he hates originality, any kind of ride, doesn't want to take any chances. The best things that Disney's ever done are all let the Imagineers go and see what happens. And mm-hmm. They make unbelievable things. And that's not him. He made a lot of money, though. I, and again, I don't think he's evil or bad. I just didn't care for his style. That's yeah, um, he just has a philosophy that goes a certain yeah. way, you know. So anyway, if if you have relatives that are uh, impacted by COVID nineteen, I apologize, but it, it the math still doesn't doesn't change anything. You know, it's it's not. But this is not the way we should be handling things as a country. And I guess as the whole world, you know, because that's what people say. Oh, if it's political, how comes the whole world 
the world does look to us as a leader, as, as a uh, example, as a whatever. And so when we do something dumb, they all tend to mimic it a lot. Like when we had our uh, our uh, like the, the 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 protest and all that with George Floyd. There's people all over Europe and everything else having it too. And I'm like, what are they? What happened there? I'm like, I don't, you know, it's, I, I, I feel like they just are led by example and they see us doing stuff and they start doing weird stuff too. And again, once the United States shut down, I think they might have said, oh, this is, everybody shut down. They know we're going to take the lead. But again, I could be wrong. And just remember, I'm just some, just some guy. I have no authority in anything. I'm not, I, I don't represent anybody in any way. It's just me. So if I'm wrong, it's just one more random dude that's wrong. But I really wish I could see because I'd feel a lot better if I, if I could see the error in my thinking. I'd sleep better at night saying, well, what can you do? It's <laughs> it's all real and it makes sense. So everything's fine. But I don't see it. Yeah, I guess I'm just not that bright. <laughs> you and I guess myself as well. So I can only look at numbers. Yeah, and I was going to have my wife on here too, but she's probably too nice and probably would just have said all nice stuff about Disney anyway, because that's her nature. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want, so you're nice... saying she would just pixie dust and you know. Yeah, she'd probably rationally be okay, and maybe, maybe not, though. I don't know. <laughs> well, John, where can they find you online for uh, your for your COVID, um, COVID information and your, <laughs> your COVID info your, your CD, CDC updates and your... <laughs> Now, if you like looking at pictures and videos of Disney with none of my opinions, mostly, uh, c.wdw on Instagram, c.wdw on Facebook, c.wdw on YouTube, c.uo on Instagram, and that's about it. I think I'm c.wdw on TikTok, too, which I do almost nothing on, but I have over a thousand followers now. Wow, gotta find out and figure a way out to monetize that baby. So maybe maybe sell your own line of um, masks for the parks. Yeah, <laughs> especially given good. this conversation, right? I mean, I'm just not good at. Uh, that's why I'm. I'll never be rich. I uh, even if I see an opportunity, I won't do anything that I don't actually believe. <laughs> I don't believe it. I. I, I've seen the videos of people that smoke coughing through the mask and it goes straight up, down and sideways in most of the masks <laughs> that people use. So that's where the, the germs would go that way, too. So uh, masks are a great thing when you have a list because you got to have a list, right? First, temperature checks. Second, mask. Third, social distance, six foot. That's just like Dora the Explorer. She always had three things to solve her problems. First, you go over the hill. Then you pick up the rock. Then you find it. Yay, map. It's like they're treating us like children, and they found three things. But anyway, I would. I do. It would be nice to make money, but I won't make. I don't make money off what I don't believe in, and so I wouldn't. But That's you why could I, make you. You could make a mask with the nose hole and the, the belt. <laughs> oh no! There's new signs at Disney. They will. 
they will make you leave if you don't wear your mask properly now. They like to threaten you as you walk in now. So they, you mean they're making you leave and you're not an employee and they're making you leave? Oh, yeah, the employees, they... I, I I I heard a lot of employees were walked out, like you know, from the Team Disney building and stuff. They were told they're done and escorted out of the building. So did they get uh, a free hug from boyfriend Josh on the way out, or? Yeah, uh, he wasn't there. Oh, for social that. distance. Only, I'm sorry. He only talked to the people that still have jobs <laughs> <laughs> to make them feel better. Oh my God! All right, for those eleven people that actually. Uh, um, care uh you can find me at the giant rat on instagram t-h-e-e for the and uh the same on twitter that's gonna do it uh we will be back next week and hopefully we'll get to talk about hopefully nothing more dramatic or earth shattering happens between now and then and we will get to talk about uh the direction the parks are heading as far as animal kingdom and uh, Disney Hollywood Studios. So <laughs> we we really need a positive podcast to come out, but it's just yeah. been hard lately. Yeah, it's just been. A lot. I have a feeling that one's not going to be that positive. Yeah, it probably won't be. But um, well, well, Animal Kingdom. I yeah, I was going to say. I mean, I don't really know what you know. It's going to probably be. Studios. And I like I like a lot of pieces of the studio. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too, especially in this last visit. So, Okay, that's going to do it. We'll see you next week. Stay safe on your own adventures.